Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. All right, well, welcome everybody. Welcome to uh, again. You see my face, so it's time for Africa on Focus, and on this time, it's yeah, it's a bit on lockdown mode. We're not in the studio at the moment because this is quite of a special segment or a special uh, interview that I'm having with um, uh, filmmakers from the continent who are in the Netherlands, not just for any reason, but um, creative reasons, business reasons. And that's what we are going to talk about with them about today. But since we don't have too much time for one person that I'm super excited to even interact with, but his schedule is super busy, uh, we're just gonna get right into the interview. Uh, before we do that, uh, welcome to High Radio, the voice of the next generation. As you watch this, this, of course, um, is something that a conversation that has taken place, but is worth watching so much, especially for people in the creative scenes. I'm your host, Miss Abba. Uh, if you are listening to this, make sure that you repost it on all social media platforms, wherever you find us, whether that be on Facebook or on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on um, our usual radio platform, big shout out to you and thanks so much for listening. As mentioned earlier, um, today we're talking filmmaking. The filmmaking business is uh, something that a lot of people want to tap into, but not, you know, uh, as easy for everybody to do that. And um, let me just explain the occasion. Uh, well, here in Amsterdam, as this is the ending of uh, August, Nancy Asa, who is one of our returning guests, uh, she has a hand in importing African film uh, to the Netherlands. I just call it that. And she has a big influence in that. And uh, she is on her next best thing. And as she's on her next best thing, we are joining her in that. She is the curator of Actual Africa and the founder of Asa Events. You might know her for one of our first episodes and interviews that we had. And now she has a hand in uh, World Cinema Amsterdam Festival, uh, which is now taking place. And we are talking to a couple of renowned filmmakers uh, that is part of our team. Uh, let's talk about the first renowned person. And he is remarkable, an all-round true artist, if you ask me. Uh, he's Belgian Congolese. Uh, aside from making his film, his visual, he is also a rapper and uh, a music director. Um, very, very well known in the scene and quite one who has made his kilometers, as uh, we would say. Uh, well, his breakthrough uh, as MC um, Balo with his band Starflam is kind of where his thing started because music is where his side um, really started and we're going to find out more. And he has been performing as a solo artist since 2004. Uh, Baloji, which is now his name, means a man of science in Swahili. Let's get to talk to him and let's see what all of that is about. Hello, Baloji. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Oh, man. Nancy told me about your schedule, and I am really thankful that you're making the time out for us right now. You cannot say no to Nancy. <laughs> as simple <laughs> as that. No, it, it's, 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 it's just we, because we have a couple of deadlines, and yeah, but it's a pleasure to be with you. It's an honor. Uh, I think it's important that we support each other and we do stuff with the community. So 
I'm very happy Absolutely. to be with you today. Absolutely. How is Amsterdam treating you? Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yesterday was really nice uh, event with Adam that screened his film um, about yeah. people going back to Ghana. I think you're going to receive Adam a little bit later yeah. in the program. Yeah. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, very interesting art space. Then I just forgot the name yeah. right now. You know the name of the art place yeah. yesterday? Oh, I forgot. Um, was it, but it was uh, very interesting. Oscar? Yeah, exactly. Oscar. Uh, I think it's a beautiful place. It's interesting that this place exists. Again, for the community, yeah. it's very important. And um, I really like this festival. They, they really do the good things. Great to have that good impression uh, from you. Uh, and also as, as one who's just known all around the world, uh, you being on your A-game. Um, well, first, I really would like to know for you, because you're really an all-round artist. One of the major questions I had, um, how have you been able to relate your music with all aspects of what you do, uh, as in terms of visual? You have a distinct style. How have you been able to tie and connect that together? So beautiful. Uh, I don't know. Um... I would I would say that um, my main job is doing poetry, so I can, poetry can take multiple forms. Uh, the most obvious one is laying on top of music, but it can also poetry in motions on films and and on aesthetic on visual. Uh, but I would say that poetry is the main angle that I try to work with. Uh, that's how we try to talk about situation. Um, and, and develop some content. Do you hear me? Yeah, okay. That is I told you we're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, also, let's talk about, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about zombies. Zombies, yeah. uh, one um, that you're presenting at the festival as well. Yeah, um, yesterday. Could you tell me a bit about zombies? What is oh, zombies is tackle, tackling several subjects. Uh, Obviously, the most obvious one, as you can see in the beginning of the film, is talking about clickbait and content to make sure that people still connected to their phone. Uh, but the real subject matter come after a couple of minutes about this neo-colonialism system uh, that is still running deeply in Africa and how my, the main character of the film trying to... Right make a decision to make it stop. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so why this particular topic? What was your idea behind this very relevant topic? Because we are, a lot of times, on our phones. <laughs> yeah, um, because I think it's interesting. You talk about uh, something that we're all going to discuss in the, in the next decade is the time the available time that our brain can uh, focus on something and that's going to be like um, a riches that we all going to fight for the available time when you see that most youtube content on online people watch yeah. 30 seconds that says a lot about our focus and the time span we can uh, spend on, on online on things so we just we have the scrolling culture and this culture extend to so many different things 
to relationship, uh, human relationship, love, um, the way we interact with, with technology, uh, very connected to time, time consuming. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Very, very relevant topic. And would, would you say that this is your quest to bring, people, bring people's attention on other things? What was your idea really behind this. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like I said, it's like I said. I really play super open with whatever I'm doing. The the reason screen this words clickbait. So talking about iPhones and making dance move in the in a film, it's a clickbait. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's my it's gotcha. the way that I can get the viewer into the more difficult part of the narrative before we uh we round up we would this is a random question that we always ask our guests to come on on african focus what is your favorite african food and who is on your playlist now african uh food hmm. uh a congolese one mwambe it's a, it's a so yeah it's uh ahashid sauce uh with chicken, it's fantastic. And then I'll dine for plantain, whatsoever. I could live on this for the rest of my life. It's no problem. <laughs> and who's on my playlist? Um, Gabriel Garbon, then I forgot his name. Uh, it's a fantastic artist because I'm, a, I'm the biggest fan of uh, an American singer called Jamila Wood. Um, she's also a poet and she's an artist that really inspired me and I just had the chance to work with recently and she did a collab with this artist uh, that I think is really exceptional but I just forgot the name they have a song called Someone and it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy we will we will look that up thank you very yeah. much uh, Valogi, for, uh, for joining us it's my us. pleasure we're true fan of both your music your visuals and uh, keep blessing us with that amazingness. Thank you so much. I will much. try. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. All right. Well, uh, that was uh, that was our short conversation with Baloji. Uh, that I know he's on his busy schedule. It's funny because right in the interaction, you kind of feel the timetable for them, right? So it's then the question, which best question will you then insert there? Uh, to uh, to talk to him uh, about. Thanks again so much, uh, Baloji and Nancy for setting that up and uh, because they have to move on to the festival. Of course, it is intense, it is hectic. Um, I did remember because I presented the one, uh, one in 2017 and the listing of the African content has majorly has increased. So even love, I love seeing that kind of development uh, at such a renowned film festival in Amsterdam. So uh, uh, big ups to all of them. Um, of course, you know, Nancy comes through with uh, so many people that are um, setting, uh, making, just making a mark, you know, as creators. And the reason why I find this very important, obviously, of being an artist myself, is because that particular industry. Um, you know, in general, is often either overlooked, very much appreciated in terms of the content, 
but the makers behind it, who are they and all of the time and the resources they put into it is not um, an area that the general public really knows about how much work goes into uh, creating visuals, creating film and um, any of that in between. And that's why I think uh, it is so super good and important to have these special guests that I have here uh, uh, with me backstage that are going to join me and uh, I'm going to have an interaction with. Um, Nancy, as I mentioned, she's one of our first guests here on Africa on Focus. Um, also on uh, one of our other short shows, Women About Business, she has her hand in where uh, Dutch cinema imports African film and she is on her A game when it comes to that. Uh, she has more remarkable creators uh, with her that I'm just going to interact with in these coming uh, 20 minutes and have the conversation of what drives them. Um, now here is one um, that filmmaker that I really, really have, have been purposely preparing to uh, interact with, um, who is Adams Mensa, and who we also have is uh, Comfort Arthur, who is gonna join us uh, here. I'll introduce them both. Now the first one, he is probably one that would know closest to, you know, a bit of the Dutch culture because he's in our neighboring land or he works together with people from our neighboring countries uh, in Belgium. Adams Mensa, he is a Ghanaian-Belgian actor and filmmaker who started acting in uh, Antwerp at the age of 16. Very interesting because you know all of us with our African backgrounds, they want us to be a doctor or whatever. So we're going to also ask him some questions about him taking on that route. His debut di documentary, Me a Belgian, uh, my mother, a Ghanaian, won a Cygnus Award and a special jury prize at uh, ZIFF 2016. Ghana for You is a second feature and a part of a larger project investigating what prompts Ghanaians to migrate to other parts of the world. And he's presenting this film uh, right here at the festival. Let's welcome Adams. Hello, Adams, how are you? I'm good. 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 How are you doing? I, I am good. Good to have you on. I'm going to introduce another amazing colleague who's, uh, who's also in the city of Amsterdam uh, so that we can have the conversation around, you know, creating film and uh, impacting the world, as we would say. Uh, the next one is uh, Comfort Arthur, who is actually a filmmaker and animator. Also very interesting. Comfort Arthur is an award-winning animator, graphic designer, visual editor, and uh, a visual artist. She is the founder of the Comfort Studio, which is a multimedia studio based in Ghana, and which has produced a number of celebrated animated shorts. And she is showcasing uh, at the festival uh, as a pre-film um, an animated short film also about somebody who feels like an outsider after they return to their parents' homeland. So a bit of a connection in terms of storyline here. Let's welcome Comfort Arthur. Uh, hello, Comfort. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Long time. Hi, <laughs> we know, I, I know Adam really well, so. <laughs> oh, is it? It's nice. Is it? Yeah. Wow. You yeah. Can, you probably run into each other at the festival as well, isn't it? Yes, we do. We, we meet each other like when we're in Ghana and <laughs> when we're heading right. back to our <laughs> own destinations, we end up taking the, you know. Right. <laughs> right. And here, here comes Amsterdam, relatively chilly, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's, it's, for me, it's a bit like Belgium, but I think the word of Amsterdam is much better than Belgium for what I experienced yesterday because 
we actually um, do not have summer this year. It's 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 crazy. It's all rainy and cold and yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I I we definitely heard about that. The floods as well. Also, also yeah. So no summer for us in Belgium. We are like right. in or something like that. Right. Okay. So one of those years. Let's just let's just call it that. Exactly. <laughs> and comfort. How is how is in Amsterdam? Uh, how is Amsterdam? I'm not in Amsterdam actually. I'm actually not. No. So I'm here virtually <laughs> in the backyard. So unfortunately, I'm not. Good, that's a good way to still interact. Yeah. No, it is. I think it's been. It's if a sad as the pandemic is. It's given opportunity, even if you're not able to travel to a film festival, you can still interactive be interactive and be you know part of it so yeah i've been watching closely <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good way to to keep an eye on things absolutely um let's get right into it i i love how both of you kind of touch on the topic of where you are in terms of the country that you're based in being african slash Ghanaian, where is your home and things like that um Let's talk to you, Adams, for instance. Um, why is the topic that you touch on in this particular uh, film, which is Ghana for you, why is this um, particularly so important to you to create a film around it? Um, there are so many things, actually. Um, first of all, I might enlighten the fact of um, how privileged I am um, to be in uh, such a position um, in, let's say, in the world in general, um, and so to have been given um, this path as a filmmaker to tell stories. And one thing I noticed is that people like myself, or let's say people who are black, who are from the continent, um, do not have, um, let's say, the chances that I have, even though we try to live in a world where people say everything is equal, but actually um, it's not. Uh, so that is one part. Uh, on the second part, um, I noticed living between both worlds and both continents, um, there are some misconceptions um, from both sides about um, reasons and way of living or how people think and how people behave that does not really sit well with me. So that's why I'm like, okay, let me just um, do what I do best and tell the stories in a way that people from both sides can know actually um, the mindset or the way of thinking or how things go in both places. Yeah. So, right. And that's why you spend time to, to highlight that specifically. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Uh, Comfort, um, you somewhat have that same uh, kind of topic. What I love so much about your, yours is that it's animation. I don't often, you know, run into animation relation to this uh, topic. Um, it might sound a very silly question, but just to find out, you know, what the thought process and experience was, um, how was it using animation to highlight such an important 
topic that, you know, invites us to kind of think of where we are in life? How, how was that process and how did you connect the two? Um, I've, always, I've always used an animation as a tool to talk about subjects that are quite difficult to express with other mediums. And the power, the thing that is so great about animation, you can exaggerate stuff, you can, you can move, detach yourself from what is real and what is, and what is uh, not real. And that's what I've always used it to, especially most of my films touch on social related issues and you don't wanna always use, sometimes it can be quite daunting when you're using live action to explore certain issues um, such as that are quite personal. And so I've, um, with I'm living in Ghana, get me out of here. I, I use I tend to use humor as well as well in my work. And I thought um, when I first started this project, it was more of a dire personal autobiographical diary of my struggles living moving from London to Ghana. And I spent yeah. years posting it on Facebook, and I had so much reaction. So I thought, hmm, this would be actually interesting pulling it, turning all my frustrations on social media into a episodic um, short animation film. And yeah. it's been interesting because um, like Adams is talking about, you know, there's this difference. I struggled when I moved to Ghana about identity and trying to tell people I'm Ghanaian. And in one of the episodes in the taxi, if the taxi driver asks me, are you from Nigeria? Are you from Liberia? But never asked me if I was from Ghana because of my accent. So there's these little things that I talk about in, you know, in um, observations that I've made in the short film about even hair, getting your hair done in Ghana, you know, skin in touch about skin bleaching in a comical way, you know, in terms of just the drawings and not just saying about, oh, um, about skin bleaching, but touching on it in certain ways. and. So that was that was interesting for me to do this project and just to get people to laugh because a lot of people can uh, relate to it even if they're even though they're born in Ghana the things that I've experienced as a British-born Ghanaian so it was you know both ways people could could relate to it. Yeah, yeah. So we kept it as humorous uh, at, at the same time. Yes, I mean, humor, I think humor is a powerful tool, even when you're talking about sensitive topics, but you don't want to over, you don't have to be careful, you have to get the balance. Yeah, got you, got you. I love how, um, how it then first started on social media, based on the reaction, you sort of had um, um, an idea of, hey, people can relate to this, and then taking it on to that next uh, uh, big thing, which is actually an animation. I, I love how you connected to you. So how was, how was some of the reaction starting from that space to a film and then people watching it? How, have, how, yeah, how have you received some of the reactions that have just stuck out to you? Um, I've screened, um, I'm living in Ghana around the world and everyone that's watched it in festivals, they come back and say they can relate to it. They can relate to the taxi driver saying that, you know, um, one, that's one of my favorite episodes because, you know, the, the taxi driver said 20 Ghana cities and then I tried to negotiate. I, mean, when, I mean, Adam, do you understand the negotiation of trying to get the, um, yeah. the, 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 the fee to a, a cheaper price? 
exactly. <laughs> when you give them the uh, when you give them a big note, then they say, "Oh, I didn't hear you say that we had that arrangement of being fifteen Ghana cities," and then you're fighting them and all of that. So there's certain things that a lot of people. And funny enough, um, even people that are not Ghanaian, that are foreigners that have travelled, they experience the same thing. So. That was the beauty of making this film that any everyone could relate to it, even if they weren't Ghanaian and were from the diaspora. I love that. I love that. Um, everybody relating to that, that that's good, and not just one group or set of people. Anybody can see that. Okay, if you've been to the continent, this is probably what you're gonna go through. Yeah, and I wasn't trying. I'm not trying to. Uh, the film's just a disclaimer. Wasn't trying to be derogatory and saying that Ghana is a terrible place. It was just an obs comical observation. I love Ghana. I mean, it's my home, and there's so much things about Ghana that is better than being in the UK. So you know, I'm not <laughs> those that watch it. I'm not destroying. No, but it's actually a, a very nice way um, to yeah. show your experience. Yeah. A lot of people to know what they kind of be expect that. Yeah, it's exactly. Always all that beautiful. Sometimes you should be aware of this kind of stuff, and yeah. that for us to showcase that. So it's good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. And how was that for you, um, Adam? Because uh, in some way you have converted this into your movie as well. Um, some would say that hey, you know, some of the questions that arise from these movies is many that you can answer because of your own experience. Yet you still took a whole team. Um, how to uh, capture all of the bits and, and find some of the answers. Um, what have been some of your interesting discoveries or maybe some of your familiar stories that you had this aha moment? Um, let's say I, ha I had a lot of aha moments uh, whilst uh, filming and also whilst editing. But one thing actually that after the film ended, or after I finished the film, or after we finished filming, that really stuck by me was um, the fact that sometimes most of us, or people from the West, um, we intend to forget, let's say, um, what, what I mentioned earlier, how privileged we are um, to be here uh, because of this whole system system and bureaucracy that has been uh, imposed uh, upon us, say us as Africans. Um, I used to really um, be very angry at, let's say, Ghanaians or Africans who are willing to actually um, travel outside to like um, have a better life. But after I finished shooting and making the film, I realized actually traveling and exploring and learning shouldn't be something that had to be an hardship for a human being to go through. That's true. Right. That, that should be something very easy because traveling uh, all over the country, what I noticed was um, people who like to travel are not really that much. And also not everyone is willing to travel to go and stay outside. People are just, majority of them are just traveling out of curiosity, out of um, the image that uh, has been created um, 
for them to see like how those places are. And from my experiences, I say traveling, either you're traveling to Ghana or you're traveling to the West, or you're traveling to Nigeria or I don't know where, it gives you the chance to have different experiences. Because let's say, as, as Comfort is saying now, growing up in the UK, traveling to Ghana, the experience is totally different. Let's say enriches her now also in her work. You understand? Mm-hmm. And that is what I think uh, for me, I had this moment, I was like, actually, in terms of traveling or in terms of discovering um, a place, a city or a country, should be something that is like open for everyone. But it's just that it's such a pity that at this moment, just only, uh, let's say, one-sided of the human race um, have that chance to do that and the others don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. So so yeah, and I had a lot of aha moments, like because I it was it was I took like with white Belgian friends and black Belgian friends and mixed that with Ghanaian friends that I have over there. So I sometimes just like sitting back and just relaxing, listen to them, talk to the white people. I'm like, aha, you see, I told you, I told you. Now I don't have to explain myself anymore. You guys just talk. You guys just talk. I should know what you've caused, and you guys should know like the implements of the things that may come with it and stuff. So yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting journey. Yeah, yeah. I love I love how your team is is a blend of uh, people that can all have a different perspective on that main question: Why is it that yeah. people move out of Ghana or move to Europe specifically? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just imagine how insightful it must have been for you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And one of the things that I also try to be um, aware of um, in every aspect of the film, I try to like also bring the perspectives out. Um, so in terms of, let's say, uh, arranging the people I'm traveling with, doing this white and black thing, you also see in the film also the, the crew, the camera people, also yeah. one from Ghana, one from Belgium, and also the editing as well uh, was also, right. also edited by both sides. And the music, the soundtrack as well, it's also from both sides. Right. So that makes it, that makes it also um, very interesting to like try to bring these two together in a way that it actually works without actually um, looking down on one another or bringing each other up. Yeah, without judgment. Without judgment. Without judgment, but just seeing each other as co-equal with, within our own, let's say, um, strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within our own strength, yeah. So speaking of perspective, um, uh, comfort, um, you know, uh, moving back to Ghana, I mean, um, we kind of have an idea of how it looks like. Some uh, have tried it, (laughs) some uh, came back, um, some uh, just did it for a few months, or some have been documenting other people's, you know, um, stories from the online space, uh, things like that. What have been some of your aha moments for just right from your experience moving back to um, 
uh, to Ghana. I, I know you you captured it in your, in the animation film, but what have been some that have just stuck out to you that you always keep sharing or keep talking about? So I get a lot of people um, that um, come to me and ask me, how did you do it for eight years living in Ghana and not going straight, coming back and yeah. forth? And, oh, I, I don't know if I can do it, you know? And I, and I always tell people that, oh, um, living, I'm going on holiday because I have a lot of friends that come and travel and they visit Ghana for like four weeks. Yeah. And then they're like, oh my God, this is the best place, the best place part of the world to be in. And I'm like, living That's what they do. and holidaying are totally two different things. So that was first, the first big aha moment when I arrived in Ghana. Cause I thought when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I, I've been to Ghana, I go to Ghana every year on holiday. I spend four weeks. So I understand all the ropes of it. I can deal with it. But then when I, the, after the first two months of living in Ghana, having the power cuts occasionally, you know, getting the mosquitoes, getting, you know, the, all the other frustrations, I realized that it's totally different and that, you know, you have to learn to adapt to things. And certain, like, I like what um, Adams was saying, certain privileges that we have when you live in the West, you have, tend to realize those things. But then sadly, I had the experience when I first arrived in Ghana, not feeling a part of the community, meaning that I'll get looks or be treated like you're not part of us, even though you have a right. British accent, even though there was times I'll be like, I'm Ghanaian. No, you're not, because I had an English accent and I'll have to show my Ghana passport and say, look, I'm Ghanaian, yet still people would do. So that was the thing that really, you know, Ghanaians are welcoming, but then there's certain things that they're not, I, I felt that it was this constant struggle to try and find what, where is home. So I had this bit of an identity crisis, like I'm born in, in England, but I'm not seen as English because I'm, you know, black, but I came to Ghana and I wasn't felt that I was Ghanaian enough. So I felt I was always constantly in the middle, trying to, you know, prove myself of how much Ghana, how Ghanaian I am and, you know, trying to be more Ghanaian. But I knew, I knew that going all the time, I was a Ghanaian. And so that was those little moments that as much as it was sad, but it, it is what informed me to do this film. It's about trying to find identity, trying to fit in, trying to find like what Adam was saying, what is home? You know, is it, is it home? Is it because where you're born or where you are now? And this is what was, I was trying to fight with myself. It was more of a constant fighting battle, but I always now say I'm Ghanaian, regardless of whether I have a British accent. And also another thing was at the, the accent. I, I tend to find a lot of, when I was in Ghana, people wanting to have a British accent rather than appreciating the accents that they had. I'll be like, oh, I want, you, I want to have your accent. And I'll be like, but the Ghanaian accent is beautiful. Oh, no, 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 I want to, I want to, so there, even there was that identity crisis there, which I was always trying to, you know, or there'll be times when I was trying to speak my language, and instead of being encouraged, I mocked at it, so it was all of these things that I was trying to find my identity and, and where, and what is home to me, and yeah, so it was that constant journey and, and battle. Yeah within the, the community and, you know, yeah. Yeah, 
it's, it's, it's a topic that um, we talk about a lot with returnees, with uh, people that are based here. You know, they, they get to find themselves like an in-between space. But I love how you mentioned that if I got you right, you just concluded like, hey, I'm a Ghanaian. You know, that's yeah. really about it. Hundreds. I mean, um, yeah, hundreds. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that just because you're born somewhere else, that 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 should not yeah. define who you are. I mean, my the fact that I know my roots and I know that I, you know, Ghana is, you know, part of me being in eight, being living there for eight years alone, experiencing yeah. everything from the ups, the downs, the lows of Ghana, you know, and yeah. and Ghana is a beautiful country, and it's and the people yeah. there, you know, I've made so many. I would have even met Adam if I, you know. So that's that's one thing that I do appreciate about you know living in Ghana and the title of my 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 um, animation get me out of here was a um was a play on the show I'm not sure if you guys know it in Amsterdam I'm a celebrity get me out of here I'm not sure if you guys know about that yeah you know the show yes so that's basically a parody on that because with um celebrity get me out of there the concept is are taken to a new place, a new environment, and they have to adapt and they have to survive. And so that was the whole idea of me moving from yeah. the UK to live in Ghana was about adapting and trying to survive this new environment. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So um, with, uh, you know, Adam says, okay, why do people move to Europe? In your case, the question would be, why should we move or do we move to Ghana? Do you have any like answer to that? Why should we move to Ghana rather than the opposite? I think a lot of there's a lot of disconnect with especially British born or just the diaspora. When when I was born, I mean I know a lot of people I know that have never been to Ghana. So they don't even know, you know, there's this I think this saying called Sankofa, you know, you need to return. No, if you want to know your identity, you know your history, your ancestors, you need to return back. So it's so important. Even though, and, and I understand there is that privilege of being in the West, but there's so much importance and so much power of knowing where you're from and not losing all of those history, I mean, and all of that stuff. And so for me, that was one of the, that was one of the great things of going back to, and I've never, up, up to now, I've never forgotten about my roots and where I'm going. Even though I'm now traveling to different parts of the world, I still remember home, you know, and home right. is where my family, my, my ancestors are, which is Ghana. And that's why it's so important that people do return home. Got you. And Adams, what is your stance on that? Um, I totally agree um, with what Comfort is saying because um, once again, I'm going to touch on my privilege. Um, yes. on, uh, comfort. I was born in Ghana. Um, I lived in Ghana and I knew um, what it is like to be a Ghanaian. So um, moving right. to um, coming to um, Belgium to live there for the rest of my life or half of my life. Um, whenever I get shown that, like I don't belong to Belgium, I don't belong to the West, um, it never bothered me because I know where I come from. And, and what I see with, let's say, my friends and those who were not uh, born on the continent is that it always bothers them because mm -hmm. 
born, let's say, in Belgium, in the Netherlands, in the UK, but all the time, because of their skin color or because of their um, heritage, they are being told they don't belong there. And at that moment, also, the place they are supposed to belong, they've never been there or never lived there. So it's always a battle that they go through. And while I comfort it, if you go back um, to, let's say, the country of ancestors, uh, to go back to the source, it gives you some empowerment. It gives you like a, a place of belonging for like, yes, okay. So this is long. Yeah. Even though Comfort has given us said like, okay, in the beginning, there were some struggles of fitting in, but I'm sure with, with the time, you yeah, actually that struggle and you still feel welcome because you get to know, okay, this is why this person is thinking like this. And it has nothing to do with, let's say, me not being Ghanaian. It's yeah. just because I was born and raised somewhere else. So my personally, um, Dennis, it's, that's always what I plead for. Uh, my friends, my family members, I always encourage everyone to go back to, to their country of origin, to where their parents were born. Every single, every single person of color. And just to tap on that um, documentary series that I'm making, it's called um, Destination Ghana. And I'm going to follow um, four diasporas from four continents who are coming to Ghana for the first time to um, what, what their experiences are and coming to, let's say, a continent that they don't know, but it's being perceived by their communities as where they are supposed to be now. So that is also part of my personal journey um, in bringing people, um, let's say people who are from Africa and not necessarily Ghana, who has never been to Africa before to get in touch uh, with their roots because it strengthens you as a human being. It, it gives you some mental stableness for you to be able to like yeah. fight anything that the whites or let's say, yeah, the white society throws at you when you are in the midst of them. And it gives you also like, um, yeah, in your power as a human being within this world in general. So I totally agree. I absolutely so sign on that. Yeah. yeah. I love how you say that. Man, that speaks to everyone, not just the on the continent born but also outside of the, the continent born definitely I, definitely I, I and and that is and that is why i find um traveling very important for some you understand for you let's say those on the continent should have the chance to experience a bit of life here this when they go back their mentality of thinking will be different and those uh, who were not born on the continent also go to the continent, experience that, and also when they return, their way of thinking and their way of doing things will totally be different. This is finding your place and your belongings in there. And I think it's also um, the one thing about the West, there's so many different etiquettes that we have in the West that we don't. I noticed that when I was living in Ghana, that we have in Ghana, like you walk, you can, when you go out to, the, you go out and you walk on the streets of Ghana, there's that sense of community. So you can't walk past that, that, that Abruwa and not say good morning to her. I didn't know that when I first came, because in England, everybody's minding their own business. You don't say hello to anyone. Everyone's walking. But when I came to Ghana and I, I saw the old lady and you walk past, the next day she would give me some dirty look like um, I, and I didn't understand until I was told do not walk past people say good morning it's a part of the, so these certain etiquettes that we have 
or you know, giving something with your left hand. It's a taboo. <laughs> you know? But when you go to England, giving someone with your ever hands, no one might bother. So these little things, or when an adult is talking, an elder's talking, you're quiet. There's not that, you're not able to, that challenging, you know, dialects that when you are in the UK, you can challenge and stuff like that. So those, these different things, which I'm not saying they're bad or they're not good, but you have to, it's good to know that, as Adam was saying, to understand them. And some, some areas of them are actually good, you know, especially when it comes to community. And when you go to the UK, that there, there isn't, there isn't that community, which it is sad, you know, but you can, in Ghana, you can go to your friend's house if you don't have anything, you can say, oh, Chale, I'm hungry, and you eat together. But in England, exactly. it's that uh, everyone's minding their own business. <laughs> oh, I, can I come to I your house? To. You have to call first. You have, you have to, to make an appointment. First. You have to yeah. make an appointment. And it's those things that makes Ghana beautiful, that sense of community. You know, you're, everyone is, you know, keep ma making sure, you know, that this is your brother. So, you know, you don't see that person yeah. as a friend. It's a brother. Oh, that's a sister. But England, the UK, it's more different. The dynamic. So I think etiquettes were, and how to live, those were very important things that I learned when I was moving to the Ghana. Yeah. I love that. It makes me reflect on many of my own moments uh, <laughs> that I have going back, you know, often. So th this is this is something that a lot of people can relate to. And I love how you both uh, showcase this in your in your art, in your visuals, and make people to come back and think. And even the title "Ghana" for you, right? This is something that we would say. I remember years ago when I did a, a six-month in internship in in Ghana. And we would always have this Ghana for you moment from the rude way of how the chotra comes in, yeah. in this small gap of space that you don't even know how a bus fits in. They'd be like, oh, that's Ghana for you. That's Ghana you know? for you. So I, I love Ghana for you. If something weird happens, is it Ghana for you? Ghana for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that actually, you know, when, when I used to hear that, it used to frustrate me all the time. Because it's like, why don't you fix those, those issues? Like, what, but that's like, but that's Ghana for you. I'm like, no, but, and those are the little things that used to frustrate me in Ghana, especially certain, like, t like I, um, one thing was time. You know, everyone in the US, most of the time, we, we respect time. When you say nine o'clock, you have to be at nine o'clock. You can't be late to a meeting. It's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. really problematic here. But Ghana, I remember when I had a meeting, I was there at nine in the morning. The person rolled in at 11. And like <laughs> Adam says, Ghana for you. It's all Ghana right. For you. you know, Ghana man time, chotra. Then I'll be like, but why don't you just leave early? Like, why do you know what I mean? And so I had to adapt to that. So now when someone would say 11 o'clock is the meeting time, I'll ask them, do you mean Ghana man time, which is 11 o'clock, or do you mean Greenwich means time, 11? When they say Greenwich mean time, I will come on the dot. If they say Ghana man time, I'm coming later, because I know. Coming from <laughs> 11, after 11. Because I know it's Ghana for you. So, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do relate to um, um, Adam's title, because right. as a Ghanaian from the diaspora, yeah. I, could I can relate, literally relate to 
all the yeah. times I've heard that phrase gone off for you. Yeah. It's a good thing you even ask. I don't even ask. I just come on the time and then bring out my social media plans, all of my work, and I just do it because I know. Then <laughs> you're going to show up on time. time for something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Uh, but hey, that's that's kind of for you. <laughs> Once you know the system, you can you can do you can do anything you want to do. Literally, that's, yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so it takes that patience of course that it also comes with the re the adjustments right that you make when you um enter back on the soil and and also um to say that that is also what makes it um interesting in a way that like um they also have their own codes even though um, the west is trying to like implement their way of western living on them they still try to live in their own ways and means, and they they try to understand that and still get their things done. And some like comfort, like no, no. For me, I always get frustrated. <laughs> I always get frustrated. I, I don't do the the what you're saying. I just say eleven, but in the back of my mind, maybe like Abba uh, said, I know you're gonna come at twelve. So for me, between eleven and twelve and one. I already have something else planned doing. So if you show up on 11, I'm like, hey, you are my kind of people then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you show up, let's say 11, right. I'm, I'm going to give you a whole book of like, no, 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 no. But I didn't let you waste my time. I've already done something in between. So right. like you said, you need to adapt and know um, the system and then you can do um, all the stuff you need to do. Yeah. Very true. Very and I also true. in my in my short I touch on the dating scene in Ghana, which <laughs> which I thought it was important as a diaspora. So you get to see those that do get to watch it will understand the whole dating um scene. So it was quite interesting to touch on that as well. And um from my own personal experience and also friends that I've known from diaspora, how to do, navigate in the dating scene and the um the, the certain chat up lines that <laughs> Ghanaian men from Ghana you know and it's so it's so funny like for example the being hissed at which I found was so annoying which I documented you know and I thought I thought I, thought just, I don't I think Ava you understand the hissing when you're passing and certain guys just to get your attention will be like First time I heard that, I was like, "Are you kidding me, Adam?" I'm very worried about Adam because he does it so well. I'm not sure if, if, if you do it too because you do the hissing sounds super well. You know? um, I'm very weary now. Yeah. What I love about that sound, right? It doesn't matter in what kind of crowd you are, you will yeah. hear it. Exactly. It will beep through any type of noise. You will hear the hiss. Yeah, I, yeah. So those little, as I said, those little things that people just can relate to and remember are things that I mentioned in the in 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 a comical way. But I, I mean, I usually don't approve of that hissing style anyway. I feel like that's like catcalling, it's kind of creepy and stuff. But those little things that um, that like is a is Ghana for you? Like literally, <laughs> people have now absorbed it because. 
you know, it's the way it is in Ghana. It, that's that's how people get attention. And it's not just men doing it to get attention for women, but it's to get attention anyhow. It's the, it, in general, that's the way, instead of, you know, coming to the person, it's the, uh, or saying, excuse me, it's more of that hissing thing, which has now become part of the culture. If you want to get attention, yeah. that's how you do it. So those are the little things that I made obs my observations and pull it in a comical way. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, man, it's, it's been so good talking to both of you. I mean, it just brought back all kinds of memories and experiences that are just, oh, man, I could just laugh about this <laughs> throughout the whole day. Um, both of you, who is, who is on your playlist? What is your favorite Ghana fish? Let me just put yeah. Favorite African. Yeah, what's on your music playlist and what's your favorite African food? Um for me, um now um I am at a place where I wanted to be. Um so I've been listening, or let's say I got to know um Diana Hamilton. Um is um a gospel musician in in Ghana. Let's say uh, she has been the one like my go-to person that I actually kind of like play in the morning to give thanks yeah. of, of, of where I am now and the things that I'm doing and the goals that I've set for myself that I've hit. So Diana Hamilton, yeah, um, she's the one. And then in terms of food, huh, I love food. I love food. Um, I, it's difficult for me to choose one. But but the one the one I'm craving for right now since you asked, it's uh, yokegari and plantain. Uh, comfort's uh, favorite because she doesn't share her plantain as well. So uh, <laughs> you already got to say he already knows it because it's in my in my short animation. So Adam already knows my favorite food. <laughs> Is it red red or yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. And it's actually in the short animation. It does that will watch it. Well, I, I talk about Red Red in one episode. Um, that's actually a date, my date, when I went on a date. So I'm not going to spoil it. But Red Red is actually my one of my favourite dishes in in Ghana. And Adam knows that I don't share my plantains. I believe, <laughs> I believe that you have to be very smart about when you're, how many plantains you are buying when you get Red Red. You either buy too little, then you have too many beans right. and you can't enjoy the food. And so I always buy more than I can eat. So that if I know that the beans are running, right. I still have plantain. So yes, Red Red is um, my favorite. Music, oh, it's so hard because I, I like a lot of music. I, I, um, I used to, I really loved Ebony before she died. Sadly, she passed away, but I loved Ebony's music. Um, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, I mean, a lot of people looked at her dressing and stuff, but the lyrics of some of the things that she was coming with was very, was very powerful. She talked about domestic violence in one of her, with her song, but the song, the last song that she, is it called Mummy Share or something like Mami that? Mummy yeah. 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 You know, and that was powerful. People didn't realize it. It was no, a no, it is. But it still is powerful. It's, it still it's is. Still is a powerful, yeah. and she was very yeah. creative. She touched on so many topics of that you know this young girl did. So she's like one of my um, 
you know, one of, I mean, I, I was really sad that, cause she had had so much going for her. And I, I imagine if she was still here, the amount of songs that she would have, both politically and it, yet, you know, and if a musician can do that, you know, talk about important stuff, but also use the means to entertain as well, you know, I give kudos to her and, you know, and there's other, there's other musicians. So I can't really, I'll just, I just wanted to highlight Ebony because I really thought that um, while I was there and, you know, that time she was really good, really good musician. Yeah. Love that. Thank you so much um, for, for spending this time with me. I know your, your coming week is probably still as busy, but now the more reason for people to watch uh, both of your films uh, and to come and see you in, uh, to come and view it in Amsterdam. There's a whole schedule which is available on the uh, World Cinema Amsterdam uh, website where you can find uh, when their uh, films will be showcased throughout the week up until the 29th, if I am not to be mistaken. Uh, so that's, um, that's something to look out for. So I'm going to uh, push on everybody to come and, and watch uh, all of your movies and uh, just enjoy just even more of, you know, just both of your spirits, just beautiful people and connecting oh. with you. Um, thanks so much. Where can we find you on the socials, on Instagram and all of you? Can we find you there? What are your handles? Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll let you speak because you, you no, I, I, it's an honor for me to have my to film be his pre film, but Adam is the one that you know his feature is showing, so I'll give you know Adam that <laughs> before you know it's, it's an honor to have it, you know, my film. Um, before, yeah, so. uh, uh, I joined uh, joined Instagram not so long ago, um, so I'm on Instagram as well. Um, Adams Mensa or the real Adams Mensa, and then, then um, on Facebook also um, Adams Mensa. I have a page. I have a page there as well. So these are like, my two social media handles. I'm not yet on TikTok, but people are telling me to get myself there. And maybe I'll be getting there as well very soon. I'll be getting that. Well. Yeah. The Real Adams Mensa and Adams Mensa. The Real Adams Mensa and Adams Mensa. We'll be looking out for you, we'll be following you. And Thank what about you, you Um, So I'm on Instagram as uh, at lady underscore comfy. And on Facebook, I'm comfort Arthur. And Twitter, I'm at comfort Arthur. And my website is www.com. <laughs> thecomfystudios.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.uk.co.
wonderful conversation I had I have had with all creators and the more reason that you should definitely you know tap into um, their film and what they have created uh, all the more that we should promote this and support our own that represent um, Ghana film coming from true uh, African uh, creators as I've just interacted with uh, Adams Mensa uh, with Comfort Arthur uh, and also with Abaloji, I'm um, talking about their um, creating of a film and of, of, of their visual and all of that and so much more. Um, like I said, World Cinema Amsterdam Festival is still taking place up until the 29th of August. If you get to hear this on time, you definitely should uh, go. They have a sets of all of these films, sets of African films showcasing um, at uh, Oscom. I think about ranging of three different venues, so you should definitely check it out. You can go and look on um, Africa on Focus Instagram so that you see one post and you can just click through so that you can find the link that you should definitely be out looking for. Uh, we've reached the end of Africa on Focus, uh, of course, uh, a special edition with these wonderful filmmakers uh, that come from the continent and get to, you know, come from different parts of the world and and translate one wonderful story that we can all relate to. I truly love that. And as you can see from the conversation, we just had a good talk, simply had a good talk. Uh, African Focus is where we share our success stories. You can listen and tune into my show every Sunday from 7 p.m. CET time to 9 p.m. In case you miss any of the episodes, you can, of course, you can catch up on our uh, podcasting platforms, on all streaming platforms, your Spotify's, your iTunes and all of that, you can listen to the recap of my show on Africa in Focus. Uh, I'm your host, Miss Abba, and of course, you can follow me on all your social media platforms, uh, ms.aba, uh, is that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all of that, because I've decided to tweet a bit more. So you can find me on there as well. And uh, let's get to talking. Have a good week, and we will catch up Thank you for listening to Africa right. on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.